This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Trick and Dunky on another whirlwind adventure. Ain't no stopping us now. Woo! We're on the move. Stop, Ogger. I have misjudged you. Join the club. We've got jackets. On my honor. I am obliged to accompany you until you have saved your life, as you have spared me mine. I'm sorry. The position of annoying talking animal has already been taken. Hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel. My name is Dave, and I'm one of the two hosts of this jubilant podcast. Oh, and I'm Rich, and I'm the other host of this jubilant podcast. Think of me as Gru to Dave's minions. I'm an evil genius who wants, wants to take over the world, but a surprisingly good father, and he's very small and yellow. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is also true. Uh, the premise of Unequal Sequel is very simple. We ask our guests their best ever sequel, worst ever sequel, and finally their dream sequel. And of course, we'll often drift off and talk about other things, other movies, maybe just life in general, because we like a rambly chat. Do have to point out, we do love dropping big spoilers. So if there's a film we mention and you haven't seen it, you know what? Bring up a friend, see how they are. Then come on back and it'll all be okay. Because on today's episode, we are joined by Claire and Daisy from the podcast W-Rated. Claire and Daisy are brilliant podcasters. We are big fans of the W-Rated podcast where they take the bottom 100 rated movies and IMDb and watch them because they're crazy and then talk about them. It's a brilliant podcast. You really need to listen if you haven't already. Because we are very excited to sit down with Claire and Daisy and chat all things sequels with them. These are Claire and Daisy from W Rated's Unequal Sequels. Enjoy. Do you guys remember the first sequel that you saw and got really excited about when you were younger? I don't mind who goes first. I do, because I already shared it with Daisy when we were trying to come up with like a combined list. Oh. Mine was The Return of Jafar. Like, I adore... <laughs> I, and I know I know, I've, I know, it's come up on the podcast before I've heard you guys champion in it. And Brilliant. I love Aladdin. It's like one of my top Disney films. And to me, The Return of Jafar was just good because they both lived on the bottom shelf of the bookshelf in the VHS section. <laughs> yeah. And so they were both just Disney movies to me. And as a child, I didn't appreciate animation. Um, and I just liked Jasmine and Iago singing a little duet. So, oh, that is yeah. an iconic song. Yeah, that for me, like, I don't think I was excited for it because I didn't understand the concept of being excited for a movie <laughs> at, like, five. Um, but I just, like, that's top-tier sequel for me for, like, most of my childhood. Oh, and nice. even now... 
champion it. I know Robin Williams isn't in it, and I know he came back for King of Thieves, but King of Thieves can like ju- it doesn't need to get in the bin, but it can just go in another room. Like it doesn't it it doesn't belong doesn't belong with Return of Jafar, which is top tier. Brilliant. I have a huge memory of pre-ordering Return of Jafar and being wow. so excited from WH Smiths, and it was going to be like it used to be like a pull-out drawer where you pre-ordered stuff. Yes, I used to get magazines from the pull-out drawer. Yeah, and you get magazines, yeah. and it was there, and I was so excited. I remember the day of it. It's a, I've got a really vivid memory of just going, "I'm getting Return of Jafar today. It's going to be brilliant." <laughs> you ignited. I remember the WH Smiths in Bexley Heath Broadway had like a massive, which is me and Daisy grew up yeah. in the same place. So I know exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a, they had a massive stand for Return of Jafar, just a big, big cardboard stand. I remember walking past it all the time because my parents never paid for anything new, and I somehow got Return of Jafar for my birthday or Christmas because clearly I must have pointed at that stand <laughs> every day. Were you confused it never came out in cinema though? That really boggled my mind when I was little. No, because I think I would have only been about five or six, and we didn't go to the cinema that much. Like we pretty much went to the cinema once on a summer holiday, and we would see whatever was on. So like we weren't big cinema family yeah, yeah, yeah. so i don't like i believe i probably did see aladdin in the cinema but i have no memory of it i have a memory of going to the charing cross mcdonald's and getting a sultan wobbly toy from my the Happy disney Meal. tie-ins were brilliant in mm. the 90s yeah kids yeah. are missing out now i don't know what they are daisy what was yours do you remember well mine's actually a disney film as well <laughs> of course and I, i'm i'm sorry I'm, I'm gonna end up flexing a little bit on the cinema front um i don't know how i don't know how excited i was at the age of four going to see toy story 2 but I know my dad was unbelievably <laughs> excited and took me to, um, I don't know which cinema in Leicester Square, but we went to one in Leicester Square. Um, wow. And uh, he was absolutely fuming with me when I fell asleep within five minutes. Oh. In my in my defence, I was four or five years old and um, it'd been a long day. It was in the evening. So, but, you know, I, I do, I imagine that at that age, I was very excited to see Toy Story 2. I'm sure my dad, because my dad basically imprinted all of his favourite films onto me. So if he was taking me all the way to Leicester Square to see Toy Story 2, I'm sure there must have been excitement in that household. But I do also remember going to see Fantasia 2000 as well. We went to see that at BFI IMAX, which was just an unreal wow, experience impressive. so i would have been about six at that point so you can imagine like t- this tiny little girl in this i'm like with all these pretty colors and music was just yeah like that was that was incredible as well that's so cool remind me what, what happens in fantasia 2000 because i have no clue so they oh, still have the same yeah so they have like different like conceptual animation pieces based on different classical uh, pieces yeah. of music and they do have um, Sorcerer's Apprentice again but yeah, they have okay. like other stuff and I still ha- my favourite piece of classical music is still f- to this day from that film it's actually jazz but it's um, it's Rhapsody in Blue but the, the I knew you were going to say the, that the minute you were like yeah. my favourite piece of music is like there's Rhapsody in Blue <laughs> um, just the, the I just have that that whole sequence like and how does that go it goes uh, I'll get my flute out and I'll play it for you um, I prefer Fantasia 2000 to Fantasia I, I think do. It's, it's probably just because animations come on and so they're a bit more adventurous I honestly I thought, like I, thought was, I thought it was the same film I never knew it was two different things yeah I think I definitely no, seen 2000 more because it was round about that time when DVD plays were coming in and it was one of the first DVDs that we had and because we'd seen it in the cinema whereas Fantasia I think I had on VHS probably watched it when I was a lot younger but that was so, yeah, yeah. That was like, oh, this is my DVD that I own, <laughs> not my dad kind of thing. So, yeah, I definitely think I have a bias there. Same as I have a bias for Toy Story 2 over Toy Story 1. But I feel really ever so slightly. 
I'm sorry, yeah, I do. Yeah, Claire tells me off for this sometimes. No, no, I feel I feel really old just because I was what eighteen or nineteen, I think, when Fantasia two thousand came out. Okay. <laughs> like... I was ten, so I feel young. For Yay! Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always the old man. It's all right. Yeah, he is the old man. I think Toy Story two I was about thirteen, fourteen, and that one I was, I was in a in a, a cinema with lots of little kids, and there's me and my mate grown adults well not adults Which kids we thinking we're adults at toy, toy story three and four right yeah <laughs> yeah <definitely>. three yes <laughs> i appreciate i yep yeah, dave dave's a hand gesture about the uh unnecessary film there perfect i don't think it exists the fourth one <laughs> oh i see toy story is a, uh, a great trilogy it's a perfect trilogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt the same when I watched Sonic the Hedgehog 2 the other day. You know, just sat there as a grown adult in a cinema full of children. <laughs> I went to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and I got there, I was like rushing because I got there late, got to the screen and there was no one else on the screen. It was just me. Amazing. Yes. That's Private incredible. It I love it when that happens. And they, apparently at that cinema on a Wednesday, you get a free popcorn and a free drink with your ticket. So I was just like, wonderful. don't know what's happening today. <laughs> um, so everything was great until then after I left the bus, saw me running for the bus and left about me. Oh. You've oh. ruined the perfect evening. I always find it weird when you're the only one in cinema and the people come in to clean and they just watch you while you're watching the credits. And you're like, mm. <laughs> this is like a competition now. Who can Yeah, it's like who? chicken, right? It's like chicken when you're like, I want to watch the end of the credits but there's not many that many people here and then they just you can just see them out the corner where i come in watching yeah. you and i actually know someone that used to work in the city world and she was like yeah we get like barely any time to clean those screens that's why we hover oh. and i felt, started to feel bad about it i'm like but i pay mm. for my ticket sorry everyone's worked on that i'm just giving them time <laughs> just, you know reading every individual name they need to hold a little sign up and say if there's a post-credit sequence yeah. or not they've started doing that in cinemas that uh, what in the foyer really? they've started writing down whether stuff has after mid-credit or post-credit uh, scene yeah i've seen it on twitter i don't know how common it is probably not in franchise cinemas but i like to wait around to see the songs as well sometimes because there's normally a tune in them like i like that one who's done that where's that point. from and they're always the last things so you've done a joint one, so this is going to be interesting. So, what is your best sequel ever? We didn't prepare. We didn't prepare who was gonna who was gonna introduce. We had a one. brief text message exchange. Then I got COVID, and then we never spoke about it again. I sent I sent my shortlist, and she was like, "Yeah, I could work with these." <laughs> and then I died for a bit, and then yeah. I just uh, forgot. But to be it. honest, I think it was always going to be this one, right, Claire? I think we both have a, a very, very deep yeah. love for it. It's Shrek Two. I'm so happy, <laughs> so happy. <laughs> just iconic, isn't it? There's no other word for it. It's I just, brilliant. I like how like we have an almost perfect film. How can we top an almost perfect film? And they're like cat. <laughs> <laughs> In boots. I thought you were going to say Jennifer Saunders then, but yeah, cat, that'll do. Yeah, a, a puss in boots. You're right. I missed. I missed an opportunity there, Daisy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true because Shrek is a perfect film. It's a masterpiece. It's. I can play it. I can sit. But there's a meme where someone says like, or like a, a shit post or something. Someone's like, oh, when I was younger, I would just sit there and play Shrek from start to finish, like in my head or whatever. And I'm like. Is that me? Did I write this? Because <laughs> I could do that. I've been to the cinema to see Shrek with Daisy and can confirm she did very quietly, but noticeably, mouth every line of the film. <laughs> now, it. I can't do this with Shrek 2, but I will confirm that it's just in every way possible, it's equal as a sequel. <laughs> I actually think it's better than the first me one. Too. I think it's me better. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Because of the cat and Jennifer Saunders. Because of the cat. 
Yeah, and Jennifer Saunders singing a David Bowie cover. Like, yeah. who knew what we needed was well, that? Well, this it is was. it, right? We didn't know we needed these films. Well, she steals that movie. She the does. song choices are so good. They're so, so good. It kicks off with Counting Crows and just gets better. I love it. Yeah, Rich is a big Counting Crows fan. This is one of the first things oh, yeah. I ever learned about Rich. He's like, do, do you like Counting Crows? No idea. Hi, Rich. Were. Do you like Counting Crows? <laughs> you mean to, to the action Count- or the band? <laughs> I went to see them live at some festival in High Park you once, did. and the guy was really wasted and just laid down and kept yeah, singing, but just right. laid down on the stage. <laughs> he does that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was just like, this is standard fare for a Counting Crows concert, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a white guy with dreads. Of course he lays down a lot. Yeah. Come on. Has he still got the dreads? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest, Dave. To be honest, it's, you know, it's been a long time since the 90s. I he's remember probably, you had a post on now. your wall, didn't you, at uni? Uh, I had a t-shirt. I had a t-shirt that I wore all the time. Brilliant. I might have done. I can't remember. How gassed were you when you heard this song in <laughs> Shrek sequel. I was pretty gassed. I gotta be honest. Like, I really love Shrek too. I've got a long like love of Shrek generally, like a bit like you. But yeah, I saw Shrek in the cinema. I absolutely love it. My, I got Shrek as a human from Shrek too as my like Twitter profile picture. Yeah. Um, because essentially, because I got hounded by some like gender critical people for because of stuff that happened at my work. So I had to change all my pictures and stuff, and I just left it. <laughs> but mainly that's because I went to a fancy dress party at, at uni, dressed as Shrek, and met, a, met someone. And then when I was not Shrek, she was like, oh, my God, you actually look like Shrek when he's a human too. <laughs> I was like... That is incredible. That's when I was like, university rugby player board, not dad board. But I am now. <laughs> just like Shrek. <laughs> yeah, just like Shrek. <laughs> So, when did you see uh, Shrek 2? Was it a cinema? Was it? Or was it a VHS? It was a cinema. I don't think it was... This was post-VHS world. Shrek 2 went out on DVD. I remember getting Shrek on VHS. Yeah, I think Shrek 2 only went to DVD, though. Oh, okay. Did it? We'd moved on between that era. Mm. I saw it at the cinema on a double date only. Me and my friend went as a, like... It was my friend on her like third date with her new boyfriend. This is the information and just we like. Me, yeah. me and my other friend there, but we weren't together. We were two girls who weren't dating, and we were just there double dating with my friend and her boyfriend because she didn't have any other couple friends. Oh, <laughs> but it was great. We went to see that, and either the week before or the week after, we went to see Mean Girls. And after both, we went to Burger King and got chips and donuts. It was like Let's a see. great fortnight. Great, brilliant. Um, but yeah, went to see the cinema. Bloody loved it. What a great time to be alive. <laughs> It's true. I don't think, I don't know if I saw it in the cinema. My memory's very, very hazy considering, you know, it wasn't that long ago. But no, I definitely had it on DVD. My dad must have, as soon as that, he must have taken me to the cinema. Unless he didn't because he knew how annoying I'd be. That's probably more likely. <laughs> yeah, or that. Um, but I definitely had it on DVD. Um, I have a much stronger memory of Shrek as a child, but Shrek 2, I think I appreciated much more as a teen and into being an adult, for sure. Yeah, there are adult jokes in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Pinocchio jokes. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I didn't rewatch it before, before the, for the podcast, because I knew that I'd talk about it so much and want to rewatch it again, so I just saved it for afterwards. <laughs> I have rewatched it within the last couple of weeks because, as I was saying pre-recording, I did a ranking of the entire Shrek franchise and and watched all of all five Shrek. There's five, four, five. There's four and Puss in Boots. Oh, fine. Oh, okay. Five. And what about the Christmas editions, the Christmas specials, and the Halloween? We specials? did. We did not include them. 
Um, thank God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I rewatched and like it's been. I've seen Shrek two so much, but there were still little things that I was like, oh, I've so forgotten about that details. joke. Oh, I've forgotten that thing. Yeah, and it's brilliant. The only thing like that made me sad. I watched it on. I think it was like Now or Netflix. I'm not sure which one. You don't get the um, Far Far Away Idol that's on the DVD. Oh, far far away idol is the one which was on the dvd and i used to always make puss in boots sing these boots made for walking and i'd always let him win you really oh. like puss in boots don't you yeah. <laughs> he's a ginger cat that wears boots <laughs> what's more to love and this is the thing right these these films came out of that era of dvds where the bonus features weren't just these extra things that i watched they were critical to your viewing mm. experience. Yeah, yeah. So much so, not only do I know Shrek from start to finish, I also know Shrek in the Swamp's karaoke dance party from start to finish, <laughs> which was on the first DVD. Um, right. But I definitely watched the hell out of all the bonus features on the, <laughs> the second one as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you think the sequels uh, compare? There's a sharp they decrease, don't, do you they think? They don't compare. Like... Yeah, so it's like Shrek... Oh, I'm doing hand movements on a podcast. What am I doing? <laughs> I was joining you. Maybe you could do it with the pitch of your voice. <laughs> but for me, I can't. I'm trying to remember what how I ranked them on the other podcast yeah. I was on, which hasn't come out yet, so I can't remember. Um, but like Shrek is near perfect. Shrek two is perfect. Shrek three. Let's just the the least the less we discuss it, the better. What is, a waste. Is that of the Justin Timberlake? I was about to ask the same question. <laughs> just a waste. Just a complete disappointment what were they doing how could they kill off a franchise that quickly shrek 4 not as bad as everyone remembers okay. watchable pleasant is that the one with rumpel stiltskin yeah okay. it's nowhere near the first two it's nowhere near that caliber but in comparison to three it's a big step up mm, okay i don't know if i've ever seen four four ever after mm. oh well i love the oh, name but yeah okay someone like pointed out on this podcast that shrek doesn't grow in any of the films he's always arguing that he always wants to be alone and then by every end of every film, he works out he doesn't want to be alone. <laughs> I think I relate on that a little bit. <laughs> we we argued that because in Shrek Forever After, the premise is that he wishes that he could give up a day of his life, and the day that he he says any day, and the day that Rumpelstiltskin chooses is the day he was born to make it that Shrek never existed. Genius. And as we proposed on the on binge movies podcast everyone's life was improved if Shrek didn't exist? <sighs> and is Shrek the villain of his own franchise? Oh. <laughs> Even donkeys. Donkey seemed alright. He, You know, mm-hmm. it was an odd... He would have been captured. Doing... Yeah. Shrek saved him in the first one. He wasn't captured, though. I don't know what he was doing. No, he was, was running away, someone... and then Shrek was all like... The old, and... Yeah, the old lady or someone was trying to sell him. <laughs> But I'm trying to think where he's... Wait, let me rewind in my head. Let's go to the start scene. No, I'm trying to think, like, in the world where Shrek was never born, where do we find Uh... Donkey? Because we find everyone else. Like, Fiona has a whole community of ogres, and it's like, well, what happened to the other ogres? Like, did Shrek eat Mm. them all? Like, Oh, see, yeah, this is a lot of lore, a lot of Shrek lore I'm not familiar with, because I don't... I've seen the third one. I don't think I've seen the fourth one. And if I had, it have it's been on like you know in the back. We've got to be careful. We know? we really don't want to upset the Shrek fanboys. They're they're rabid. <laughs> they're even worse than Star Wars. What are they called? You know? What are their names? <laughs> Shrekies. Shrekies. I told I was um, sweaty for Shrek. <laughs> what? And I, I didn't know what it meant, but apparently it's like when you're a Shrek stand, but you're sweaty. Oh for Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the top that you gave okay. me for my birthday was pretty spot on, which was, it just has Shrek laying down saying feeling Shrek-sy on it. 
<laughs> and anytime I nice. wear it in front of anyone, no one sees it at first and then reads it and then just dies of laughter after it. <laughs> <laughs> what events do you wear that out to? Oh, you know, just around the house, you know, red, red carpet premieres. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Usual Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a, a favourite scene from Shrek 2? If you were like, this is the best bit. I do. It- oh, I do. Daisy, go first. Well, it's got to be the crescendo of everything, right? When Jennifer Saunders is singing, holding out for a hero, and you've got Jinji turns up to the bakery and makes Mungo, oh. and then he falls down into the river, and it's all, like, building it's up, so and it's sad. just... And then all of the Shrek theme comes in. This is like, I'm not a person that really notices scores, but like, that was moving. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was exactly I the thought you would say that. Because one. You know, my, I'm, I have a little obsession with gingerbread men, and I love gingerbread men. Um, so a giant gingerbread man called Mongo who saves the day, I was just like, I'm still <laughs> devastated he dies. And that is actually a, in the fourth film, um, Sin Boots eats Gingy. What? what? Yeah. And I'd forgotten about that until I rewatched it. I was like, Oh no! That's disgusting. They, 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 they pitted my two faves against each other, and only <laughs> one survived. I didn't realise there was so much darkness in the, in the Shrek <laughs> universe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a little, I'm not watching four. It's the, no, no. It's, it, this we'll is we'll do a Toy Story four now. with it. Doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Any any scenes that involve Gingy, but I just love as well because he like knocks. He's like, "Do you know the Muffin Man?" And then we see the Muffin Man, and he's like, "Gingy." That's if we had to pick a like a second from the film, it would be that one. There's so many good. I watched it like ten o'clock this morning, and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Ah, it's for the podcast." Always time. It's not. You just like it. Yeah, precisely. Any time of day, you can stick that on and have the best time. I would argue. I'm pretty sure yeah, we watched agreed. it. I went out, you know, went away for a weekend with a group of friends for someone's birthday. You know, when you're just like, everyone's kind of doing their own thing during the day and everyone's sort of like chilling out. Just stick Shrek 2 on. Everyone's a winner. Like, you can't go wrong. <laughs> I think there were a few things in life that can't improve. Very yeah. few. We had a dodgy copy at uni that I remember we used to share around to us <laughs> as our friendship group. Cause... Was it, was it, how like dodgy of a copy was it? Was it really basic silver with just Shrek like Shrek 2 scribbled on it or was it one of those ones with like the printed out DVD cover folded in a little cellophane bag blown and like no, off colour <laughs> yeah. this, was, this was time just after Napster and LimeWire was going crazy mm-hmm. so and it was a um, an award based one so it had like once in a while it was like for your consideration oh. came across oh, it and there was a few of them just flying around our, our halls residence Lord of the Rings 2 Towers was at the same mm-hmm. point uh, so everyone was watching a lot of Shrek 2. It was like, have you seen Shrek 2? Do you want to see Shrek 2? I've got a copy of Shrek 2. What a time. God. I was like, why wouldn't Shrek 2 improve your university experience? Like, what can't it improve? Cider and Blackcurrant and Shrek 2. <laughs> maybe if I'd had Shrek 2, well, I already had Shrek 2 at uni, but maybe if it had been brand new when I was at uni, I wouldn't have left because it would have just <laughs> shaped my experience so much. Was that the year Shrek 4 came out? Yeah, maybe. It might have actually been. I don't know when Shrek 4 came out. I'm actually going to look it up now. But I just also wanted to make make some comments about sort of like all the parodies that they do. It's just so smart. Obviously, they mm. do a lot of riffing in the first one, which is, you know, it is about tearing up the whole fairy tale book and, and redoing it. And that is so smart. I love it when people take something that's, you know, well-renowned and well-loved and well-known and kind of like go, well, let's just bring it into this this time period. We've got this amazing animation. We've got these amazing actors. Let's just 
play on it and riff on it but I think there's certain moments in Shrek 2 which just they just aren't dated at all either because we we talk a lot about on the podcast with things because as you can imagine on a on a podcast about the worst films this kind of stuff comes up quite a lot when it's parodying yeah. we've got like eight parody films to get through yeah but... um and uh you know this is when it's done right the things like when they get caught by the cops and like he's got like um catnip on him yeah. Of those. <laughs> and like when they That's first arrive mine. at far far away <laughs> and on all of the like the play on all the fairy tales because it just builds on what the first one set up and i think what the first one did so well was it played on fairy tales but didn't use ip it used its own stuff but then when mm. it did introduce the IP, it felt a lot more earned. So when you're looking at Snow White and Cinderella and stuff, although they were mentioned in the first one, it just takes it that little bit further and also just comments on the whole Hollywood vapid, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. just very, yeah. I think it's very, very smart. And it's such a shame that they kind of pushed it into it. It kind of become the snake that ate itself in that it ended up yeah, being, it lost its being way, what it, it was riffing. And it just, yeah. So I didn't I'm sure the there's others. a bit with Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop where he kind of looks up between the palm trees when he's going into into Beverly Hills yeah they riff on and that and then Donkey does Donkey exactly does the same yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> there's so many cool brilliant pop culture bits though like Puss in Boots but doing chest bursting out of Shrek's t-shirt like an alien and like, Mission Impossible so with many. Pinocchio Mission that's Impossible, when the underwear yeah. thing comes in <laughs> yeah because it's I think we've what we've come to the conclusion of with parodies and, and you know satire and things like that is if it comes from a place of well more parodies and satire but if it comes from a place of love and respect it always feels so much more well-rounded and interesting if you're just shitting on stuff for for the sake of it people can tell whereas that's very much like fairy tales used to be the pop culture so how do we weave in pop culture into the fairy tales now and i think it's just really smart yeah 100 percent do you think it has a future if there's would there be a shrek 5 would you be they keep ring shrek 5 but i don't know now if it's still shrek 5 or if it's a shrek reboot well they got the shrek like cinema thing by the the south bank or whatever it's it's massive dream guy they can't reboot oh no they've closed that now oh i missed my chance of going yeah and i'm so surprised (laughs) i never went to be honest (laughs) i'm pretty sure because i actually i like that you know it's shut though i actually well i saw it on twitter and had the same but genuine reaction of oh you've got to be kidding me i never went I went to the. Is it was it like Shrek 3D? It's like Shrek's Adventure on on. Yeah, it was South next Bank. to the London Eye. Mm. Not something. Oh, no. I did like whatever the version in Universal Florida was. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. But they can't just cancel that and get and start again, can they? Because Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, it's quite iconic. I don't know how you'd reboot an animation because if they Why done that before. Why would you bother? Like, because you yeah, just make him make look sense. the same. Why would you reboot yeah. it? it'll be like a new story of new style of animation and everything i mean puss in boots 2 is coming out in what like a matter of weeks i didn't even know they did one news to me claire so. yeah. news to me so it's <laughs> Tell me called more. puss in boots the last wish and he learns that he has used eight of his nine lives oh. and so he only has yes. one life left yeah you know that's not a bad premise yes yeah, you've got me premise. is it antonio banderas it is wonderful. Oh. Um, and completely different animation though which at first oh. I was really disappointed about because I really liked the animation in the first film but I'm also excited because like Sony Animation are doing such wild thing actually it's not mm. Sony Animation it's Dreamworks. Dreamworks I don't know what I'm talking about but anyway new animation doing wild things and they do look like it kind of looks like a storybook the way it's animated oh, cute. Okay. okay it looks like it could be very interesting so I guess depending on the success of that we can see if 
Shrek 5 will ever be a there was thing. A Puss in Boots TV show, wasn't there? Mm. My son quite liked mm. that for a while. I think that um, was so a different we've, we've... style of animation. Was that just 2D or maybe I'm making just cheaper, that up. I think. <laughs> I wonder no, it's if Rapunzel, the new that film was is 2D, meant to I think. look uh, more like it, maybe. I'd have to. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But I like, I like the animation of the first two. And I remember watching. It holds all of up the, pretty well. Yeah, and it's yeah, just. It does. You know that it's older animation but i and i was thinking this about when i watched a trailer for like the new disney animation where it's just like it's just do you know i think newer animation looks worse because i think they've perfected it so much that you can be so photorealistic that when they try and do something different it looks so fake that you're like oh i don't know it's Mm. just it's just like gone to like uncanny valley a little bit where i know you Mm. can be so photorealistic and now you're trying to be like a good example of it being a different style but working well was like turning red but then like yeah. i saw like this this trailer for something i don't even know what it was called strange worlds or something and i was like i don't know like it's lost that sort of charm of the older stuff it's lost the charm of the older stuff it looks like you know when someone has all of the fantastic editing and it's all digital and it's all super glossy and then they try and make it look like film and just something mm. doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> That's do, the kind do of... Do you guys remember I remember a film, it was uh, Final Fantasy's Spirits Within no, and they no. tried to make it like lifelike and they're like, mm. soon we won't even need actors. Yeah, I remember Yeah, that. we hate those. Get rid of those. <laughs> <laughs> it is shocking now. The thing for me is that I think it's, it really, you can tell who's behind, like it, it's behind, depends on who's behind it because animation has always been its own artistic form. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to look like real life people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I want it to be completely separate. It's like when you look at again, like what Sony are doing with Spider Verse mm-hmm. and with Mitchell's versus Machines, they are doing things you cannot do in real life yeah. because mm-hmm. that's why animation exists because it completely breaks boundaries. And I love that like companies like that are pushing themselves to break boundaries. Whereas when I look at the trailer for Lightyear, like, he looks too photorealistic. And I know they're trying to make him look like a man as opposed to the toy. But I'm just like, it doesn't have the warmth that I feel, again, like Daisy said, from those earlier kind of when when the big new studios were DreamWorks and Pixar kind of rocking up. It's yeah. not the same. But you're right. It's like, why would you tell a story? They've lost the, re- the purpose behind animation, right? You made animated films for stories that you couldn't tell or the vision of it you couldn't necessarily tell in person so Mm. it just seems now it just seems like the purpose behind animating has kind of fallen off of some of these it's all money making isn't it well as i rant about regularly on our podcast (laughs) it's all about money which we did when we we talked about space jam and then in the next minute said but we loved it we lapped it up You can like things that are made for commercial purposes. Like both things can be true. Yep, it's not mutually That's exclusive. That's why Disney World exists. Mm-hmm. Apart from Space Jam Two. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Wow. Listen okay. to our listen to our <laughs> Razzie's podcast. <laughs> you should listen to ours as well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say that we hated it, wouldn't it, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were confused who it was aimed at. Anyway. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. What is the most disappointing sequel you've seen? So you didn't have to hate it. You just so high got into it, but the drop off was quite oh, big. Oh, that's a really oh, scream. The 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 latest scream. Oh, oh. that's a yeah. Shame. I had to. I went and saw it a second time just to see if it was that my anticipations were so high or if it's a bad movie. And it was 50-50. It's not a bad film, but it's also not a good film. And uh, Scream and Scream 4 are so important to me. They're my favourite ever films. Like, Scream would be in my top 10 ever. And I personally consider Scream 4 damn near close to Scream. Um, Scream 2, fabulous as well. Scream 3 has a lot of flaws, but I enjoy the ride. Like, yeah. it's it's not the same calibre. You can see it's, it's a good batting average though, right? Do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, good batting average, but I enjoy the ride. Scream 5... The, and it's one of the things that like we've just spent loads of time talking about Shrek 2 the best thing for me about Shrek 2 is how well they embed new characters mm. and for me that's a real sign of a good versus a bad sequel if you can introduce new characters seamlessly and make them embedded mm. with the old and ones and feel like done a, they've been there all along yeah, yeah. then it's so great good. Scream 5 or Scream 2022 whatever the hell we're calling it 5 Cream, five cream. Oh, um, you beat me to it just <laughs> absolutely fails to embed those new characters mm. with the old characters it felt like what clearly how it was made that there were two different film shoots going on there was the film shoots with neve and with courtney and then there was the film shoots with the new kids mm-hmm. and there is they almost never interject even the scene the big climactic scene at the end when they're all in the house together they're not they're still separate courtney and mm. neve are still doing yeah, their own yeah, thing in a different room right. to the others you're right and yeah. i just didn't I liked Tara, um, Jenna Ortega's character. I thought she was really interesting. Um, but Melissa Barrera, her character is terrible. Like, it keeps telling you, she's a tough girl. She was the black sheep. She was so dark, she had to leave town. She There's nothing tough about her. She's a wet fish. She spends the whole film going, I'm so scared I should leave. And her younger sister, who's been attacked, is like, don't leave. And is fucking tougher than her. Like, either let her be fragile or have her be tough but stop telling me she's tough while she sits and cries yeah. and is scared don't of tell show that's my rant <laughs> we did a trailer breakdown at Scream 5 and I think we called it beat for beat exactly what was going to happen mm-hmm. like yeah, every I single... enjoyed it well, I did yeah yeah I... and that's what I was gonna say it's not a great movie but I kind of had fun watching it it's fun not good mm, the second yeah. the first time I went to see it I was so disappointed and I spent the whole time watching it being like this isn't good but this is bad like that's wooden that's really obvious. When I saw mm. it the second time, I was actually late to the cinema. And I really needed to use the bathroom, but I was like, I'll go in, get my stuff down, watch the first attack, and then go then. 
And I waited a good hour into the film because every time I went to go to use the bathroom, I was like, oh, wait, no, this is a good scene. And then I sit back down. And then I'd go to go again. I'm like, oh, no, this is a good scene too. I'll go. It took me ages to get to a point where I was like, okay, now I'll go. So mm. there are good things in it. It just didn't come together for no. me. The cake didn't, didn't live rise. up to your expectations. I think that's fair. Yeah. What about you, Daisy? What have you got? Um, The only one I can kind of think of in terms of like more recent, like sort of going to the, to the cinema because Claire, Claire will tell you this uh, I always end up finding some type, some kind of positive <laughs> <laughs> but this one I was kind of r- really disappointed at actually is Glass which is oh, the yeah. sequel to Unbreakable Same. and Split and now I definitely didn't watch them all when they came out I watched Unbreakable like many many years after it came out and I think it might have been around the time that Split came out um, and I absolutely loved it like I was really blown away, but I had no idea what to expect and I really loved it. And I'm, I'm an unapologetic M. Night Shyamalan fan. And then I watched Split and everyone had really hyped it up and I, I'm i sorry, but I don't really get that Annie Taylor-Joy hype. So maybe that probably... You're wrong. <laughs> maybe that probably <laughs> didn't help. Um, unfortunately, I'm very influenced by people's hype. So if someone hypes something up and then I watch it, it will almost guarantee I will be... I will not, not disappointed but I will not enjoy it as much whereas if I go into something blind I'll probably enjoy it a lot more so I wasn't a massive fan of Split anyway but as I say Unbreakable was like up there with one of the best films that I'd one, like sort of like seen for the first time in the last few few years before it and then I watched Glass and I was like this is just like the worst of neither of them like it's come mm. out of nowhere with all of this crap and it's I get it's a superhero movie. Like, that's the whole point, right? It's a deconstruction of it. But then it just became, like, Marvel. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this isn't... It didn't matter. It didn't even get that good. The, yeah. the, the final fight was in a car park and he died in a puddle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they killed off their hero in yeah, a you're puddle. Right. That's all I... Re- <laughs> to be honest, that's all I actually remember is that bit. And I think that kind of sums up the film in that The film. whole film feels like they, like lost money along the way because all of the scenes and I know it's because they're being hidden away from everyone but the scenes are so empty and they're so wide so they just show yeah. the emptiness I'm yeah. sure there's symbolism mm. there but whatever yeah. um, and then like you say the big final battle was in a fucking car yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten much as I didn't like Scream I would like to change my answer to Glass oh. I'm, I'm not mad and Unbreakable but, you but I adore split. it yeah. I was completely... I didn't know anything about shit. I'm not, uh, there you go. It's ruined ev- everybody. <laughs> well, no matter which one you preferred, this yeah. was awful. <laughs> I'm not yeah, a mad true. Shyamalan fan, but Split really blew me away and it was the first time I'd seen Anya Taylor-Joy and I was like, wow, she's good. Um, and then, yeah, really excited for Glass and just the group of people I went with, not one of us enjoyed it. Mm. it I think every... It, just falls flat, I think. really like it, for but like a... it, was, it was kind of received quite flatly as well, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. It didn't do yeah, well. I don't think I don't think you did very well. That is a really good shout. I want to talk about your worst. Let's go on to that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we've we, spoken we, about this film so long already. Actually. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard your episode about the film. <laughs> I was starting to listen to your episode, and I had to stop. I was like, no, I want this fresh. So, what is your what is your worst ever sequel? It's uh, the 2009 sequel, S. Darko, sequel to Donnie Darko, which I just told my housemate this like five minutes before we start recording. And she was like, who dared to try and sequelize a film like Donnie Darko? Well, yeah, who did? I don't even remember who did. I don't remember who made it. Nothing. A super fan of Donnie Darko who thought that all you had to do to make a good sequel was Carbon Copy the first film. A guy called Chris Fisher. Chris Fisher, yeah. Sorry He's done some other things. 
Yeah, but mostly TV, I think, yeah. isn't he? And mostly like, shit. Yeah, mostly, <laughs> most, mostly bad telly. Well, I watched this last week. I've never watched a sequel that has put me off the original. And I <laughs> love Donnie Darko. Like, this is now a whole new category yeah. for me. It's like, oh, my God, is Donnie Darko a bad film? It's my theory now. is you should have back, background checks and tests to to direct or touch <laughs> anything that is universally, well, not universally loved, but you know loved by people you can't just touch you can't just do what you want with it <laughs> now whilst i appreciate where you are coming from when you say that that's going to be picked up by the star wars men and then they're gonna they're gonna come up with whole new uh, yeah to touch star okay wars. so but unfortunately you're gonna have to that <laughs> <laughs> but in their eyes no one could t- no listen in their eyes george lucas shouldn't even touch star wars so it's <laughs> moot Ah, oh, Star Wars fanboys. Don't we all just hate them? <laughs> Don't show my Star Wars posters. Um, <laughs> You're not that kind of fanboy, Dave. It's okay. No, I'm You're a nice... Right. I, 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 yeah, I'm a grown-up. Um, <laughs> could you explain the storyline? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm looking at my podcast notebook but I'm not going to open it because I still have all my notes from when we did our episode on it S. Darko follows Samantha Darko, the younger sister of the now deceased Donnie Darko who has run away from home and is on a road trip when her and her friend get stuck in a small town she has hallucinations or dreams where she finds herself going back in time through some weird random thing that I watched this scene four times and I still don't really know how it happens she sort of gets run over and dies. Yeah. It's very sad. Her friend is very sad. No, Everyone in the town, even enough. though they've only lived... She's sad. Her <laughs> friend who, like, even though they've only been in the town for like three days, they were like, oh no, sad. And then somehow they figure out a way to reverse time. So they go back in time and then they do it again. Though this time then the other friend... So Samantha dies first and the friend lives. And then this time round... Samantha dies? No. The, the friend One of them dies, dies. And then Samantha the step the up friend girl dies. dies. The yeah. step up girl yeah. dies the second time around. Yeah. And then she Chuck starts. Chuck Bass Gossip Girl kills her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always hanging around, you know, in this <laughs> film. And so is a guy from One Tree Hill, and so is another guy. And then Samantha gets bought a dress that we coined a condom dress and goes to watch <laughs> a um, satellite, no, an asteroid fall. With, with a creepy guy with a creepy guy who wasn't a creep he was just a geek but then all of a sudden he is a creep and he tries to rape her and accidentally kills her because the asteroid has turned him into an alien maybe? and you've forgotten about Iraqi then, Jack and Iraqi Jack is the guy from One Tree Hill who yeah. then figures out again how to he he stumbles across her body with Chuck Bass so then they take her body back and then they figure out how to maybe go back in time and then she he's doesn't basically die. the one with the, who then, makes the mask so he's like is yeah. he the Donnie Darko no okay, see so this is the thing the all of the things are split across characters which makes no sense Anyway, so they go back in time a third time and Samantha lives and she decides to go home and see her parents. And whilst all of this has gone on, in the background there's been a creepy priest and his creepy wife stealing and maybe murdering and abusing children. And because Samantha yeah. didn't die, no one ever finds the kid who's locked in a cage and we all just have to live with the fact that her not dying means this kid dies in a cage. The end! And the, and the, the best friend's like, I think my purpose is to find that lost boy. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's going to die and somehow... But get the authorities to the boy. No, never mentioned no, again. No. no, just yeah, 
it's that is as best as I can. Yeah, well, it was bloody good. But but why? Do you remember the scene in The Simpsons where that where where Homer comes up with an idea for a movie, and <laughs> that tells it to Ron Howard, and then Ron Howard goes to the yes. studios and he des- describes it, and they're like, and then at the end he goes, and there's a talking pie, and he goes, <laughs> the studio are like, Howard, you've done it again. <laughs> I have a feeling that's exactly how this movie got made <laughs> because it's so stupid, it's so stupid on every level. It's it. It's even, it even looks awful. It looks yeah. like a made-for-TV movie. It looks like one of those Netflix Christmas movies that you have to like re-edit, Dave. <laughs> Everything's blue-filtered. Yeah, You've got that cool nineties. Oh, it's blue horrible. Filter. And the like... shitty music. They're trying to make like. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> and it's set in the nineties, but definitely all the fashion, all the hair, everything is styled like two thousand and nine. Hmm. It's, it, it's supposed to be set in the 90s, is it? Well, I didn't, there you I go. I did not get that. There you go. Because <laughs> it's only, like, what, five years after Johnny Darko? Yeah, did you not read yeah. the scripts that came oh. up? And it was, like, 5,000 lines at the beginning. At the beginning which <laughs> in, based, in cursive, in girly cursive. It was all... I keep, yeah. <laughs> I, d- I didn't manage all of it. Now on our podcast, that if it has to start with some sort of text, it's already a bad film. <laughs> uh, that rules out Top Gun and Top Gun 2 Maverick. So you have to take that back. <sighs> it wasn't. That's not bad writing. If it's badly okay. written, they're not explaining. They're not explaining the plot. Yeah, if you have to like That's sit up true. and be like, okay, guys, okay, guys, before you watch that this film, the there's like though. a ton of things you should know. Like a couple of those Star Wars films, a couple of those scrolls, and a couple of those Star Wars films deserve to be in this and oh, yeah. are proof of oh, the yeah. reason for the rule. True. Hark, Very good point. Palpatine yeah. has spoken. Yeah, the the hog. <laughs> As soon as I saw that, I kind of like slid down on my seat. Like, ah. <laughs> that, that's Rise of Skywalker, right? The yeah. Hulk, the Hulk, yeah. yeah. That whole film could get in the bin, so we're okay. It's all good. <laughs> Wait, I really liked the, the one of the droids, though. He can stay. I really okay. loved Babu one that looked like a cone. He can... And Baba Fruit, yeah. The, 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 the critters, they can come. Always. They can get out of the bin, but, but the movie itself... Critter Amnesty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoever the the writing of the movie that can get in the terrible, bin. terrible, terrible. Yeah, yeah. That can it's all almost go. like this film. Like it leads back to S. Darko. If you keep killing people and then five minutes later bring them back from the dead, it really lowers the stake any time <laughs> anyone dies. <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I have watched the movie and I didn't understand it until you just explained well, it. Well, neither did I, Rich. Neither did I. We were no. on the podcast and she explained it and I was like, I don't think I saw that film. Yeah, and I think in <laughs> fairness, I, was I think our guest really helped explain it to us. Oh, and that's true. I had to watch it. I had to write up my notes. I had to record the episode and then I had to edit the episode. So really, that I now want to Whereas I got to just go, whoosh, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived through this movie more times than I should have done. Mm, just like Astarco. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The first time you watched it was the first time you watched it. Was that for the part of your podcast? Yeah. yeah. Did you know about it previously? Mm-mm. Don't think so. I feel like I maybe very briefly had like seen heard it, heard it, instantly forgot it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like sort of like Dude. I mean, we we it was one of those ones where you look at the the list of films that you've got on the watch list when you create a podcast like that, and you look through and you see, <laughs> you see certain films do stand out, and I think that was one of them for me. And I'm sure I would have seen it around in like H and B and things like that, but never mm. in a minute. Is that I have any kind of urge to go near it? Uh. <laughs> Me neither, girls. So thank you. I think <laughs> I've heard of it as like you know one of those mythical, mm-hmm. terrible sequels that you right. that no, you know 
that everyone classes like one of the worst films ever made. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not on the bottom 100 anymore. Well, it's no, not, it does. It fell off. Yeah, yeah I heard. Is your, that a good thing or a bad your thing? episode, yeah. A good well, thing. It's good for them. Good thing for the movie, bad thing for humanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Because, <laughs> uh, like, a couple of things, what, what, what went back on at the moment, which had fought, it's fallen off a couple of times and keeps coming back, is uh, Teen Wolf 2. The Jason Bateman. So, oh. No, Team Wolf Two is a lot better than S Darko. Well, yeah. you need to make, <laughs> to make some little IMDb profile. Yeah, you need to do some. <laughs> and while you're there, make a Rotten Tomatoes account <laughs> and vote, <laughs> and vote for and Flintstones. Please vote up the Flintstones. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. Like Ninety Four has a lower rating on Rotten Tomatoes than S Darko. What? Yeah. What? Rotten yeah. Tomatoes just baffles me constantly. Audience rating, not critic rating. Audiences. They Audiences don't Rotten know Tomatoes. what they're talking about. I don't think enough people have seen S. Darko to comment on it. We've done like 15-ish films, and I think so far only three films have a lower audience score on Rotten Tomatoes than The Flintstones. All the other films that are in the bottom 100 have higher audience scores than They're talking Flintstones. about the, the, the sequel to Flintstones, right? No, not The Flintstones. No, no, The Flintstones, Night 94, John Goodman. Yep. Original Flintstones. Wow. That okay. has a place in my mind. Well, heart. yeah, get can, voted. Can you please get on Rotten Tomatoes and then um, please improve the audience score, please? <laughs> right, we need to be certified fresh critics now, Dave. That's, that's the goal for us. This is just us. audience. This isn't critics. This is just audiences. Oh, God. They don't know what they want. They don't know yeah. when they have a good thing. <laughs> did, did you know that the, the original writer of Donnie Darko, he has nothing. He's like, I don't want anything oh, to do with this. Oh, he's condemned the shot. Yeah, and, and they tried to get all the cast back and all the cast were like, no, apart from the... Yeah, sister. that tells you everything you need to know, really, doesn't it? And they, they tried to get Swayze back for the Swayze the was going to do it. Swayze was going to do it, but oh, um, it was when he was dying. So oh, okay. Oh, he was too I, ill. I, I'm glad he's not in that part. Yeah. But how could yeah. they get him back to... They wanted him back to play a different character. No, they had to rewrite the character when they could get Swayze right, back. Okay, which okay. is why it. And I think we, I think we said in, when we did our episode, it would have made a lot more sense as well. Yeah. Like I wondered how much had to be rewritten when they couldn't yeah. get the original cast back because there's no point to them being in that town and it's there's no point to mm. their connection. Whereas obviously there's the implication in the first film that he abused her in the dance troupe. Dance troops. Oh my god, why can I not remember their name? They're like so Spark, sparkle motion. motion. My commitment, sparkle motion, is clearly. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> damn. Um, but yeah, there's like the implication that Sparkle Motion had been abused, and so I believe one of the original ideas was that she went to find him, and she's gone to right. kind of confront him. So there was some sort of actual oh, purpose movie, to, <laughs> yeah. But then Swayze wasn't in it for his various reasons. Yeah. And... As soon as Swayze can be in it, they should have just dropped that that storyline yeah because it doesn't it kind of comes in and comes out and comes in and comes out I was going to say about it. I completely missed that storyline yeah. until like right at the end well it's when they show you the kid still in the cage at the yeah. end and you're like oh damn that kid is just living in that cage now then didn't they say they found his body though didn't they find the kid's only body only in one timeline yeah, oh right time. okay one timeline they find his body I think one timeline they save him and then the final timeline they just leave him there I did read an interview with the director <laughs> and he was like well, if there's a third, it can all be about old Georgie. <sighs> no, thank you. Because they are the, the original director of Johnny Darko. Is always like, I do, I would do a real sequel. Mm. But I love like, that they would no just completely like ignore the existence of S. Darko, and it would be wonderful. Well, that that is a thing now. Films have started to do that. Mm. Yeah. 
Just just hop on back. What? Well, I'm just trying to think of some examples. Well, Halloween. Is the big Halloween. One. That's the yeah. That's a big yeah. one. That ignores what's yeah, going on. That's yeah. a very good point. They don't even acknowledge the quite decent Halloween too, mm. which sets yeah. in motion that they are brother and sister. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like living in a world where Michael and Laurie aren't related. Makes me sad. Right. I like the new Halloweens. Just wish oh. they'd left that one DL in. Evil dies tonight. Daisy, Evil and I won't have you dies tonight. <laughs> Except it didn't, did it? So. Doesn't matter how much you shout oh, about it. I was tempted to say, "I love them." Like how, that would that was my disappointment, disappointing one. But I didn't love the reboot enough to say that. And also, I watched. I, I also watched them all in preparation for Halloween Kills. I'd seen one and two before, but I hadn't seen all the others. So, like watching the Halloween twenty eighteen, just before that there wasn't enough love there for me to say i was disappointed i just really didn't like it is halloween resurrections on your list is it in the bottom mm-hmm. 100 there's no halloween films because we definitely would have done them already because i love halloween films i've not seen all of them but trick or treat motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that's Buster rhymes kicking michael Myers oh in yeah the i saw it i i marathoned them all in october <laughs> <laughs> Wow. There's almost no horror. I think there's a handful of horror films, but there's no horror franchise films on the list. Yeah. Troll 2? Is that Troll on there? Troll on there, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always, Troll 2 is on there. I always forget that's like a franchise. No, that isn't. Isn't Troll 2 just... A, there's no troll? Oh, there's no trolls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Oh, doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. <laughs> Troll 2, it, for, for us at university, was like the room for people. Like, yeah, we yeah. used to watch it... Uh, like religiously someone had a copy of Troll 2 and we'd all go around that person's house and watch it just because we knew it was so awful (laughs) we all did that with the human centipede (laughs) I'm never watching that we've got both of the sequels on our list oh no (laughs) I was with a friend the other night actually we were talking about films I can't remember the specific topic, but he said, I can't believe you've seen The Human Centipede and you haven't seen Vertigo. <laughs> and I was like, let me correct you. I've seen all three of The Human Centipedes and I've seen the second one twice and I haven't seen Vertigo. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Vertigo ain't worth watching to be Oh, well. I mean, it's probably more worth watching it's than... It's what these the podcasts make us do, right? Right? <laughs> Slave to the podcast. Have you ever tried ranking them yourselves? Have you, <gasps> where, have you, where would you put uh, S. Darko? Oh, obviously it's on the podcast. It's worse to have a sequel, but you've done other things that are not sequels. So we do write, rate the films at the end of every episode, and I used to write down our ratings in a book, and then I used to make... We had a letterbox where I would put mine in order, but I kind of let that die. Yeah, you sound very much like how organised we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to... Yeah, we should go back. We should go back and and, and carry on doing that for sure because it would be interesting to. And when you say we, I mean I'll say I'll do it, and then I won't end up doing it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would rate Estarco as one of the lower ones, definitely Mm. on the list. It's hard though because, like, obviously it's two of us, and we do we don't always agree. Very rarely yeah, do yeah, we give yeah. the right. same rating. Okay, so Daisy, your ranked list only has three films. Oh on yeah, because we were supposed to do it <laughs> ourselves. Sure. You put the <laughs> you put the bottom one as date well, movie. Well, yes, I would. That is a bad movie. Is S. Darko better or worse than date movie? Better because it at least has some semblance of interestingness to it. And my bottom one is Jack and Jill. And again, I would say nah. S. Darko's better you movie than Jack and Jill. Can't have Jack and Jill at the bottom when you've got Dunkachinos <laughs> involved. <laughs> <laughs> 
Estarque is possibly the second worst sequel that, we, that we've had on here. I think I think Sex in the City two is oh, worse, okay. just because it's more offensive. Right, like it's 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 a terrible movie, and it's also hideously offensive. I have not seen a so, single episode or either of the films. I have not seen a single episode or the first film, but I have seen Sex in the I've City two. I've seen all of them <laughs> numerous numerous times. The series series is great. The movie is brilliant, and it is the the, the rare feat that it it honors the show keeps the tone of the show but also really works as a standalone movie it, it it manages to toe that line really well no one thought it would the second movie uh, what what were they thinking what were they doing as a fan <laughs> yeah. of the whole franchise there are tiny bits of the second film that i do like because i like those characters and i've seen those characters grow but even i remember seeing that in the cinema and we all went as a big I, group of us i didn't it know the characters yeah, oh yeah, it's a mess. I didn't know the characters at all, so I came out of it going, is this like succession and we're supposed to hate the horrible rich people? Like, is that what no. it's supposed to be like? And it's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, because they've now done then the sequel series and just like that. And they, they continue to do the same thing. Like, I watched that, mm. a group of us um, watched it together online every week when it was airing, and we were like, why are they all so horrible now? <laughs> were they always this horrible? <laughs> Um, but yeah, Sex and the City Two is it's a bad film and an offensive sequel, yeah, and yeah. just a just a train wreck of a movie, really. It really is. Is that I don't know if that's on your what bottom one hundred list, but it should be. It should be <laughs> the you, bottom. When you watch films for the podcast with sequels, do you tend to watch the first one or first ones? You just go. I ain't got time for that. Sometimes I've watched a lot more films than Rich. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave's basically a film encyclopedia, <laughs> and the reason this 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 podcast came about is because. Even though I studied film at university, I've seen very few sequels. It turns out, right. like Dave, I'd like I hadn't seen The Godfather Part Two. I have, I have now seen it, but I'd seen The Godfather. Haven't seen Part Two. I still haven't seen Part Three. But yeah, I tend to watch the first ones and then drift off right. and not watch the sequels. So the whole point yeah. of this was I would get to watch some sequels. I love that. But some of them have been rubbish. Well, <laughs> you do ask people to pick their worst. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, true. Exactly. yeah. Someone's worth sequel was John Wick 2 so Rich did watch John Wick 1 I actually listened to that and I was heartbroken because John Wick 2 I'm pretty sure was on my list for one of my favourite sequels (laughs) hey everyone's good film is someone's worst film kind of thing this is why this podcast is great Mm -hmm. because some people's worst sequels are some people's best sequels and me and Dave are very easily convinced either way (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. I felt pleased having listened to the couple of episodes that I listened to in preparation for this I knew this would be a safe space for the return of Jafar (laughs) yeah yeah. absolutely so someone out there someone out there is actually going to like S. Darko someone tell us who you are show yourself Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is the most surprising sequel you've seen? So maybe you didn't enjoy the first one and you kind of got dragged to see the second one and you came out and thought, hey, that was better than the other one. So it doesn't just have to be the sequel. It can be like number six, sure. seven, five. Oh, you just made me think of one actually. Now you said six, seven. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen any of them. And then probably around the time of... Oh, don't get me wrong. I've, I've only watched them all once and... I don't remember what they're all called. <laughs> it might have been when the latest one came out. I was like, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch them all. And I watched the first one. I was like, this is the right film. It's got Tom Cruise in, but this isn't like any of the trailers I've seen. And I was like, I don't really get, like, it's good, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. And then two came in. I was like, okay, this is good, but I just don't, I can't see the connection. And then it started ramping up and I was just like, oh, okay. Now it's getting to, and like I'm not a massive action action film fan like self-proclaimed but the stuff that is in those films and this is why I liked Top Gun Maverick so much because it was very reminiscent of that kind of of those kind of oh, yeah. thrills it's like I get so bored of just CGI mess and too fast cutting that you don't see anything that that was kind of a fresh air when I a breath of fresh air when I when I sort of like watched all of those and saw it all ramping up and you know just a big and it, and it all led to watching the latest one in the cinema and i was just like okay i think they've just got better and better every time very much departed from where it started but that's by the by <laughs> i don't think anyone's too too precious about the first one in that sense is this another like fast and furious thing where they started off stealing dvds is that yes what but that is like <laughs> that is like the other side of the coin if if it was to get bigger but not better necessarily yeah fast and the first fast and furious isn't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily it's the best say it's the best film ever but it, it's a very interesting and, and fun film it's point break with cars it's, it's point break yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just got it, now that's got like it's got bigger and stupid yes it's definitely got stupid it, well that's because vin diesel's a mad well man. yeah and not, he's a different kind of madman to tom yeah. cruise you've got to pick <laughs> your madman's mad men, right madman. you know yeah. there's different kinds so I'll take John Ham, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's a madman. <laughs> the madman. I like it. I like uh, it. <laughs> I think mine's a really boring one. Um, we always joke that Daisy's a film bro, um, and what I am is a basic bitch who just watches MCU films apparently. Because whenever I go on other people's podcasts, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll pick an MCU film. Um, but I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok um, because I really didn't like the first four films so much yeah, so yeah. that I actively skipped Dark you World. You just hate Kenneth cinema. Branagh, though, don't you? I really, I really dislike Kenneth Branagh as a director. Genuinely, like, I have to as go Cara? off on it. Not, not bothered. Okay. Not seen. Not care. Have you not seen Death in the Nile? The Tash has an original, like an orange. I've heard. Story. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> It's bananas, but also quite good. <laughs> I really, I really don't like Kenneth Branagh as a director. And like, I spent the whole of Thor being like, just 
straight in the fucking camera. It's like cantadangle, cantadangle, cantadangle because Shakespeare is upside down. Shakespeare. Like it's so it's so reminiscent. We're gonna just put it off angle so we know that Thor doesn't quite feel at home. We fucking get it, you're a hack. <gasps> Apologies. <laughs> um so I really don't like the first one. Um I used to teach film studies and the exams were big with superhero films and I um we used to have to watch them in class and I'd never watch let them watch Thor because I didn't like it, I'd always use certain scenes of it as the fake exam topic, so then I'd only have to watch like a five minute clip. <laughs> um, actively avoided seeing Dark World at the cinema. I ended up watching it with my That might be when I was the teaching. worst film in the MCU, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't care for it. I've seen it once, never never gone back to it. I did an entire MCU rewatch a couple of years ago. Um, when Disney Plus first came out over the year, I very slowly did an MCU rewatch and I definitely just skipped over. Just, just didn't do it. Wasn't putting myself for it. Really, I loved for Ragnarok. I wasn't gonna go and see it in the cinema. I was, I was going to skip it, and then every trailer I saw, I just kept being like, "God damn, that!" I mean, it's such a really depo- like, oh, like oh, depo- oh. Kenneth Branagh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. It's like you know, yeah, yeah, scale. I love the human, and I, I love Chris Hemsworth as a himbo. Yes. Let the man be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so like. His like they finally let him be stupid. They dropped Branagh, thank God. I know he didn't do the second one either, but his influence was all over it. Um, <laughs> his stench was <laughs> his stench. Um, and I'm not mad on Loki either. And so I know Loki's in Thor Ragnarok, but he's not like the villain. Like yeah. there's other shit going on, so it's interesting. It's different. We've got new worlds. We've got new characters. Kate um, Blanchett. There's some colour. There's some and excitement. What can Kate Blanchett in an exciting outfit not do? Kate Blanchett in a pantsuit can rule the world, <laughs> and she tries in this film with added headdress. Um, so yeah, really, really surprised by how much I loved that one. It's like I think it's in my top three of MCU films. If it's Defo top five, I think it might be top three. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's. I think it's in my yeah in my top three. Yeah, hundred percent. I love Ragnarok. Great film. I'm hesitant about Love and Thunder. I'll definitely go see it, and I really hope I like it. But the trailer hasn't wowed me. Okay. I'm, I'm hesitant. I think it's got potential, but I can see why you're hesitant. I can see why. Yeah. I have a worry it might go too far mm-hmm. into Taika. Yeah. And comedy. I mean, Ragnarok was they tried to keep the straight, and it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. This could be too much. Yeah. I this this is what I like about Ragnarok is that it is funny because, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of serious and scary at the same time because life is funny and serious and scary all at the same time you know i don't think movies do that enough in that you know trying to pigeonhole movies into genres is that life doesn't have genres you know it's it's not like that so sorry mine is a very sexy french depressive movie (laughs) (laughs) so black and white i spend a lot of time gazing out windows (laughs) 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 have you know that is my genre i don't speak french but it's subtitled so (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. Like, yeah, I don't know what mine would be. <laughs> no, I don't know what mine would be either. Uh, yeah, like a dramedy. A dra- yeah, it'd be a I dramedy. I was going to say sideways, it? but I was listening to an episode today of yours, and I think Claire, you said you don't like sideways. So now, again, in fairness, I watched it when I was like fifteen. I don't think sideways is made for a fifteen-year-old English no. girl. No, no, probably true. not. Don't think that's so. I it would be because it's quite like a midlife crisisy, isn't it? So yeah. I would be interested to give that a rewatch <laughs> as an adult. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, don't think that was made for the 15-year-old white girl from suburban London. If you now drink wine. <laughs> don't drink wine, but I do drink. So. Oh, you'll appreciate it, then. Yeah. 
what is your dream sequel? Mm-hmm. I'm excited Speaking about it. Speaking about drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party! <laughs> okay, should we try and do it together? Okay, okay. Oh, we're not going to do Three, this. Three, two, one. Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. <laughs> we tried. Brilliant. Can you please think that up on the edit so <laughs> it sounds like we did it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I love that you're as coordinated as we Talking are. Talking about <laughs> films that represent you, I do feel like I have a special place in my heart for, for Kristen Wiig's character in this. Yeah. She, she yeah. is me. Relatable. I am her. Yeah. <laughs> she is me. I am her. We are one. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of weddings I have had to go to, the weddings I have been a part of that I haven't wanted to be a part of. I can't tell you how much I hate Hindus. <laughs> Just, yeah, the vibe of that whole film is so strong. And as the one of my friends who's the bit of the fuck up and earns the least money, <laughs> I feel it. I feel it so deeply down inside me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh we actually, even though we've picked this film as our dream sequel, we have not discussed it whatsoever. Have so I? I have no what? idea what Daisy's dream idea of a bridesmaid sequel is. Oh, My theory wow. is, right, we're getting so many, like, the whole sequel thing has been going on for since the dawn of time. And now we've got, like, the, then we have, like, the reboots and the soft reboots. And now we've got the legacy sequels. I portmanteau, portmanteau that in case anyone was Legacy sequels. Legacy sequels. And. Just coming hot off, Seeing just that. coming hot off, just Jurassic World Dominion, which made me want to claw my own eyes out. I just feel like sometimes we just need to take the characters from the first one and see where they are a few years later, <laughs> and just let them do what they want, and kind of just have the same thing happen happen again. Just meet back up for the vibe. This bridesmaids yeah. two is what we should have had instead of Hangover two and Hangover three. Is my theory. Hangover 2 yeah. is one of the darkest films I've ever seen. Like, I don't think we all as a society discuss how well, dark Hangover considering Todd is. Phillips directed it, I think he considered we were in a society. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Just, yeah, that, that film, really, really The fact that funny, we got three really Hangover dark. films and one Bridesmaid film, misogyny. Yeah. but no i just feel like there's we've lost the funness of sequels everything has to be part of the cinematic universe or bring back the people from the originals just so they can pose in the same way so that everyone goes oh yes 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 i remember or it has to i get that reference i remember like it's just like or or it has to or it's like doing this new gritty version no sometimes i just want to see say characters fuck around again in a couple of different versions of the same scenes we've already seen you know and the perfect yeah. way to do that is just something with bridesmaids where it literally is as simple as someone else in the group gets married like no no yeah. i don't need any other information i don't need any kind of plot all you need to do is roll the dice on these characters what <laughs> continue what other situations would they get in if they all had to do that all over again i want to see where annie and Rhodes get married like 
that kind of when she's the bright when Annie's the bright yeah that would that's such a good (laughs) shout actually because it's slightly new and slightly different but that's option A because I had two options for my dream but that's very much option A because if you do that one then you get the great thing that we can introduce some of Annie's other friends and so that's when you bring Amy Mm. Poehler in and that's when you bring all those guys in and you have a great time and then you can bring back as many of the old cast as you can but you don't have to bring them all back and say they don't want to come back because technically they weren't her Yes. friends mm. and also then like it would be quite funny because Annie is like seen as this like lower class kind of trashier person just because she doesn't have as much money so like <laughs> if because the problem the only problem with being Annie's wedding is you have to have to have Rose Byrne back yeah. it yeah. doesn't work yeah. without Rose Byrne yeah. so you have to find a way to bring her in. she could it. be like the wedding planner or something like she could yeah. just gonna say yeah. that she could have <laughs> gone like, off and made her own Thing. makes the trashiest wedding like really insulting yeah. but not meaning like you like tacos, really passive aggressive just have a taco cake and it'd be like no. yeah because it could be it could be set up as if like like they've kind of made amends now and um they're civil yeah they see each other at parties you know, at birthdays and like what is um i'm just sorry i'm terrible with forgetting things at the moment they're but... both godmothers to the child of my yeah. rudolph so my rudolph's thing. like mm. just give her a chance like she'll be great like and they've kind of like put their things aside and maybe there's a reason like maybe like annie's wedding planner like just falls through at the last minute and she's like desperate Annie doesn't have a wedding planner annie is not the kind that's of person very that has true a wedding so, so that's something that drastic needs to May happen rudolph's gift no oh, that's my yeah. rudolph's gift to her i'm gifting you and she's like mm, thanks <laughs> I didn't want this no I love that oh fuck why are they making this oh. so my option B was e- either that or we do it Maya Rodolph is having a baby and it's about baby shower <gasps> and about the fact that they have to be the godparents and that's how you keep Holy shit. and Rose Byrne in it at each mm, other that's it's very interesting the next step of Maya Re- Rodolph so, yeah, having a baby I can see why you've chosen those things. and they both could work on very different ways if you really if you get new cast yeah, or if you really cast. want to mm to just go through that journey again just in different scenarios go for the second but if you want to kind of elevate it a little bit and see the characters do something different I would vote option A personally yeah it's just the the reason I would only go for the only reason you need option B is if you can't figure out how to get Rose Byrne into option A but I feel like we've sold that here so (laughs) you could almost have both you could you know (gasps) And it's my like Rudolph's to overshadowing her wedding or something. Oh my god, yeah, that's it. So she's finally getting married, and she's like, "Hey!" And then my Rudolph's like, um, <laughs> "Pregnant." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, <laughs> this is too good. I'm actually quite upset. It's so good. Dave, can you uh, can you phone your mate Paul Feig and get him to make this movie, please? <laughs> I'll send him a message. <laughs> I have interviewed him about, uh, about about well about this, and I did ask him about if there's ever going to be a bridesmaids too. And he said he will literally do it if Chris, uh, Christine Wig wrote it. Oh yeah, wow! Because so, they, they they have. But it, she's not writing it. She wrote it with is the other woman Annie something? No, or I just made that up. I, I think because that's her name. In the film. yeah, you're right, Annie Malo, Mamalo. Yeah. Mamalo. So yeah. they like they just said they just can't come up with an well. idea that would be as good. <laughs> like that's but they I think they did genuinely like look at doing it. And they're like the the well wasn't there. The well is dry. Wow. Well. They're not working hard enough because we just came up with something in about five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to employ you guys because that took all of like two minutes. <laughs> you still need Melissa McCarthy back, right? Because yeah. she got like nominated for an Oscar or something crazy for her. And but her and 
Danny do bond in the yeah. film, so you can see that they could. She's be like, she's like friends. the friend who is really zany and quirky and does her everything. But then when you need her to kind of give you a bit of a slap in the face, get back down to her. Well, this is exactly what she does in the first film, mm. isn't it? So I, yeah. I can see her being there a bit more on the outskirts, maybe not as much of a focus this time because you don't want to go too have too much Melissa McCarthy oh my god she'd be the part she'd have the part of the like legend like what like you know when you get an older actor in a film they're like the legendary actor so all most of her scenes would just be calling so she'll be calling to like fix things because uh, she's clearly rich yeah. and she'll just have the she'll just have yeah. the dogs everywhere all the puppies I, was say, I just want all the puppies grown yes! up she'll just be constantly on the phone from her Labrador farm yes throwing money fixing the problems being like chill out and then she'll turn up in the big grand like Cher in Mamma Mia 2 she'll get off the plane at the love end it. of the in the big climax and at the end of the film and be like I'm here I love it <laughs> no notes love no brilliant. notes no revisions that's it she's a big star now that would work there will have to be a musical number mm-hmm. at the end any ideas for the song oh it's, it's really banger. hard to it's a banger it would need to be from that era yeah. right that and I don't know no. that era because like they're a different generation they're like yeah, older than us because I instantly was like Backstreet Boys but they are too old for Backstreet Boys. I don't know. They've been going for like 30 years, Backstreet Boys. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I think we need something a bit more 80s, don't we? Because Wilson and Phillips yeah. was 80s. Oh, new Kids on the Block then. Hands I feel like off. the Bangles or something like that. Yeah. Or... Bangles are too obvious. Yeah. Mm, maybe too, yeah. Just if I've, heard, if I've heard of them, then they're too obvious because I don't know any 80s music. <laughs> no, I think Eternal Flame could work. <laughs> do love a bit of eternal um. <laughs> you could see her sing it to him as she's giving birth mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. right you could no sorry you can hear Kristen Wiig singing eternal flame in her waving voice and she's like oh, and she's like singing to my Rudolph as she's giving birth no sorry yeah I can it. see it I can see it that could happen <laughs> I'm so mad this film doesn't exist I'm so mad and upset how often do you watch it is it like a yearly thing last Bryce time I made? watched it I watched it with Daisy but from afar we watched it at the same time and texted each other throughout the whole film being like quipping yeah. and then like I told her about my horror story when I was a best man and the groom ended up in A&E and the groom's brother ended up in jail which is a story for another time um, and I told her about the time where I got disinvited as someone's uh, bridesmaid I've got um, all of this and, shit to yeah. look forward to because I well it's not the first time I'm bridesmaid I was bridesmaid made six or seven times when I was a child. My family is full of divorce. Marriage, but then divorce. Um, and uh, this is the first time I'm bridesmaid for an actual friend. So I'm starting to feel like maybe bridesmaids will have another level of like yeah. <laughs> resonance. It really, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it gives me a little bit of PTSD sometimes. <laughs> see, I can only see the fun in it right now, but I'm sure in a couple of years' times when I'm bored of weddings, that will... Uh... Yeah. Mm. That rewatch, we were like, oh my God, like Mary Rudolph character such a bitch. And it's like, oh, I had someone say basically these exact oh, words to me once. I've never been a bridesmaid but I've been to plenty plenty of weddings and lots of stag do's and I'm with you on the not like Ian Hendu's I hate stag do's so much and they're so expensive and they go on for days like what happened to just getting a piss up at the pub what happened yeah absolutely absolutely just do that and yeah there's always someone who wants you 
wants to drag you to a strip strip club and i think me, me and you dave last time someone was drag us to strip strip club we just went to a pub next door <laughs> let us know you're out no. <laughs> yeah it's fine we'll just go somewhere else i i i fucked up a moment at rich's wedding so oh you did yeah you did so dave was in charge of playing our first dance song and uh, halfway through he stopped it and started it again why? Why would do you little do little reload? Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, I was trying to set up the next song, oh. but then I, it was just the same song again. I... You, you don't, you don't fuck up the first dance. It was alright. We we didn't really want to have a first. So dance you were like, we're, we're gonna like, make you do it twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was it. This is like, yeah. <laughs> like you had one job, Dave. One. <laughs> I was like behind the curtain, just going. Oh, Sorry. No. Yeah, he had one job, and he's so good and so dedicated. He did that one job twice. I am actually sure in charge of the music at my friend's wedding as well, so I'm a little bit worried now. Oh, <laughs> but I give, no. I give the playlist to the DJ, so it's not my fault. Yeah, I'm just preempting okay. anything right. that happens. It's not my fault. <laughs> at the last minute, the wedding that I was best man of, the day the day before the wedding like literally before i had to drive it was like a different part of england and about two hours before i was getting my car he was like oh can do you have a computer that would burn a disc they don't have a usb stick thing at the venue they need the music on a cd so i had to buy all the songs from itunes because we needed to make sure they were the proper copies just in case um, no illegal downloading here and had to like get them all burn them onto a disc and then bring them up to the vin- to the place and then wow. on the morning of I forgot the disc I had to bring my boyfriend who was at the hotel because I had to go with the groom to like get everything yeah, really yeah. set up early I had to bring my boyfriend who was still in bed in the hotel room I was like you do have to get up and you are gonna have to miss breakfast because I need you to get to this specific pub in the next 15 minutes before our taxi to the venue arrives amazing <laughs> I had a CD for my own wedding. I, I gave the the DJ the wedding. I was like, song number six. And then at the end of the night, when it was coming to the time to play the first song, he's like, are you sure it's this CD? So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, God. yeah. What I had given him was Moana sound. No. <laughs> no way. Luckily, he was like, you probably might want to check. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> What was song number six on the Moana soundtrack? Oh, oh yeah. I think it might have been Shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make way, make way. You could I mean, make I it made it work, it. you know. Yeah, yeah. The crowd anyway. would have gone wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, we both like Moana, it's a great... I was going to say, you have to have liked it to have given the CD <laughs> Dave's stag do, your stag do, mate, was the best. I had such a brilliant time at your stag do. We went to we dressed him as a wizard. Yeah, I was, Dave was a hobbit and we were all dressed as wizards. It was, it was amazing. That's and great. I was the only one who kept my wizard costume on all night. And I just had random people coming up to me going, why are you a wizard? I was like, why not? I like it. Why are you not? <laughs> I like being a wizard. But yeah, that was great. We had not great fun. fancy dresses with Hindus. Hindus are all about like just the really expensive slutty outfit and having to have really good hair and makeup. Not enough fancy dress at an old Hindu. Oh, I hate fancy <laughs> I don't like fancy dress because it's also effort. But at the same time, the effort of having to like put really high heels on and do all your hair and do all your makeup it's like you can you can get away with looking shit if it's fancy dress yeah (laughs) like it would be it would it would take and men can do that as well we can go away Uh, Paul Feig, if you're listening, or Christine Wig, we've got yeah. loads of stories there. A plethora. <laughs> yeah. We can reel off ideas. If you want us to spitball anymore, we're there. Yeah. I'd also like a Ghostbusters um, sequel too, please, if you're at it. The 2016. Might be, yeah. I love it. I know, I know I'm the only I liked it. Um, but... M from Verbal Diorama agrees okay. with me. Okay. 
don't I don't think it's the worst movie ever. I'm certainly not one of these people that that hate on it, but I also think it could do with being like 10% funnier and 20% scarier. See, just it's Kristen Wiig just works for me in almost everything. She is uh, great. And Holtz yeah, um, really works for me in different ways. <laughs> 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 Qu- questions were raised after watching that movie. <laughs> and Kristen's <laughs> not being him back. Chris has not been him, though. Um, and yeah, I think I've kind of established whilst Paul, Paul Feig is not the best director that I like, I think he's my favourite consistent director. Like, he doesn't make my favourite movies, but I enjoy all of his movies consistently. Like, Spy is a fantastic film. Really that's like, Spy is not my kind of genre at all, but I had an ex who made me watch it and like I couldn't help but chuckle. Like, it, it is good. Like, it's it funny. works, yeah. So that's thing, I think he is consistent. He doesn't make, you know, grand five star award winning but you know when you know when there's the Paul Feig label on it that you're gonna get some chuckles you're gonna see some funny ladies maybe you'll see some good costumes and a nice time will be had <laughs> by <it. laughs> <laughs> apart from the Ghostbusters yeah. men who are just bitchy dickens yeah yeah we've certainly had we, we had Sean Walsh the comedian who was not a, not a fan of Ghostbusters 2016 um yeah. But yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we'll get you one day. I reckon one day you'll get your bridesmaid sequel. I do. Oh my god, it'll be a funeral. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> do you know it could be? Yeah. yeah. It could, yeah. yeah. It could. Oh. oh, it should be it should be Mia Rudolph's husband. He dies and then they have to band round her. <laughs> I love how you've just decided who you want to kill off. <laughs> Well, because I was like, I don't, I don't want to kill any of the girls off, and I'm like, and why would the girls all need to get together if one of them died? I'm like, oh, like he dies and her whole life crumbles because he was her whole life, and like all of her best friends in the world, who were her bridesmaids, have to come together to support her through a very traumatic time. But it's funny because Hollywood doesn't seem to realise that death actually can be quite funny. I think, mm. and if anyone could make death funny, Kristen Wiig <laughs> could make death funny. That's option C. Wild card to get married and have babies. We can start killing people. Those were Claire and Daisy from W-Rated's Unequal Sequels. Oh, it's always nice to have a duo of guests. You know, I understand for you editing, it's a lot of work. So we only do it once a series, <laughs> but it worked brilliantly with City Mile. And I think it worked brilliantly with W Rated as well. It is a lot of fun. I hope the recording and the podcast is, it comes across how much fun that was to record. Yeah. Because it was literally just four people giggling for like was, an hour yeah. and a half. And we we have lots in common with that podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they've got it. They've gone extreme. At least we watch good sequels and good films. They, True. they have just set themselves to watch shit films after <laughs> shit films. And I don't know how they do it. I respect them for it. And I think they're both brilliant. And their podcast is brilliant. Absolutely. I, I think respect them for it is the uh, is the, the, the line. <laughs> Sometimes when I listen to their podcast, I do think, why are you putting yourselves through this? It's so awful. <laughs> yeah, I think we learned that with Baywatch, that we could. Yeah, true. That is a good point. But yeah, I mean, what brilliant sequels to talk about, though. Um, Shrek 2, a personal favourite of mine. Absolutely love Shrek 2. I think it's a a brilliant uh, case of a sequel that's better than the original. I I think we said that in our episode when we did those sequels that are better better than the originals. I think we both put it in there. I can't remember what name because that was a long time ago now, but... 
If not, it's it should be. We should look at that yeah, again. But we def it's definitely in there. And uh, an S Darko, a truly terrible sequel. I I think this might be the worst of the season. You think yeah. Sex and the City? I do. I do think Sex and the City two is the worst sequel that we've that we've done. Mainly because I think it's more offensive. And that's that's probably what makes it worse. But in terms of what's a worse film, yeah, a less watchable film, yeah. S. Darko definitely kind of wins for me. I just don't get it. I don't know how they got to that point and made it. No, Who no, it's terrible. It? How, how did it happen? <sighs> pointless sequels. It's the most pointless <laughs> one we've watched, right? It is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because most definitely... of other ones we've talked about, there seems to be like their point to see. Oh, it's. You can, he made money or it was good and we got a sequel. This one, yeah. Donnie Darko did not need a sequel. No. It doesn't no, even leave it open for a sequel. There's nothing saying, no. hey, there's a sequel here. It's truly awful. But you guys, you should watch it. It's uh, it's there to rent. It's one, Yeah, it's one of those ones that you have to watch to understand how truly awful it is. Yeah. And Dream, Bridesmaids. Brilliant choice. Such a good choice. I still believe it's going to be made one day. I just, I, in my heart, I'm, I think it's going to happen. Well, you got Paul Feig's number, mate. You can give him a call and uh, and convince him. I don't think it's him who we need convincing. I think it's Tell Christine, him we've got a script. <laughs> Honestly, guys, some of those ideas we were thrown out at the end of that are really good. <laughs> I think I think we could put together a half decent movie at least. I think yeah, better like, than some there's, other people. There's scope for it there. Yeah. <laughs> I really loved recording that podcast. I really enjoyed it. It was so nice to have them both on. Yeah. And yeah. If you've ne- if you've not listened to W Rated, then you can find it in all of your good pod shops, and even even the bad pod shops have got it too. So you know, get on get on there, download it, have a listen. I mean, maybe listen to their S. Darko episode so they can tell you even in even more detail how terrible it is. Um, but yeah, definitely worth going and listening to those guys. They are fantastic. Um, but don't forget, you can also listen to us. There's, we've got loads more episodes. If you're a big W-rated fan and you've just tuned in for this episode, then we've got loads of other brilliant Unequal Sequel episodes for you to go back and listen to. We're almost at the end of season three, so there's a whole season for you to go back and listen to and season one and season two as well plus we do all our friday extra episodes as an extra little present for you all if you do like what you've heard click the subscribe button give us a little like give us a five stars write us a review we will really appreciate it if you don't fancy doing any of that stuff just tell your friends you know that's all that's all we ask just tell someone tell anyone you think likes movies or likes rambly chats then this is the place for you to go um if you want to get in touch with us, then it's very easy to do that. We are on Twitter and Instagram uh, at unequal sequel, and we're also on the old emails unequal sequel at hotmail.com. Tell, send us an, an email, tell us what you thought. If you think S. Darko is the best sequel ever made, ever, and you want to tell us that we're wrong, you just go for it. It's fine. We'll listen. We're, we're not those, we're, we won't dismiss you. You're, I mean, you'll be wrong, but we won't, you know, we'll listen. <laughs> and Dave will probably be convinced. I'm easily convinced. <laughs> uh, send your comments this way. We will read them out on our end of month roundups. Uh, yeah. So send them our way. Send anything you've your thoughts about sequels or what we've spoke about in this episode or the next. Thank you for listening. That's the only other thing I've got to say. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I've got nothing else to say. Have you, Rich? Last episode of season three next week. Oh. It's a cracker. It's a big one. Make sure you uh, get subscribing so it'll drop straight into your inbox. So that's a aloha from me. <laughs> I mean, it's goodbye in Hawaiian, guys. Uh, and it is a goodbye from him. Bye! Have a splendid week. Bye!